MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, hanging out with you over the course of the next hour. We are live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. When I said hello, I, I almost started singing Adele. Hello from the other side. Um, doing pretty well this week. We had a 6-1 and one day yesterday with our official plays, 10-3 and three over the last two days between college basketball and the NHL. So let's keep it rolling. Today we will try to, and our good friend Dan Leach, host of the Detroit CityCast, joins us momentarily. We'll also hear from Steve Buchanan, MLB analyst and um, betting analyst, of course, for DraftKings. He'll come on, talk through what's the latest with regards to the league returning. Will they not anytime soon? As well as give us a preview for the AL West. We'll slowly but surely get through every division. And uh, our guys, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm, will join us in studio at the end of the hour. You won't want to miss it. But before we welcome in Dan, let's get to our top five things you need to know. News and notes that affect us as better. Starting with Adam Schefter saying the 49ers might not trade Jimmy Garoppolo. This came on the Ari Mirov NFL podcast saying, quote, it's not a lock that he gets traded this year said Trey Lance needs more work than people realize Trey Lance is greener than people realize and they have a roster that can win now no source cited here just a speculative statement but from a guy like Shefty very worth noting especially considering earlier this month odds for Jimmy G's next team popped up at online books the Steelers are your odds on favorite at plus 350 bucks close at plus 375 but your San Francisco 49ers among the longer shots at 25 to 1. Number two, what would a day on this show be without some Aaron Rodgers news? Packers GM Brian Gutekind speaking to the media this week said the Aaron Rodgers domino has to fall before they go down any other avenues. Also, when we of course remember last July when the Packers quarterback reportedly secured a verbal promise from the team that he'd be traded if that's what he wanted after the year. Well, the GM said no such promise had been made, at least not by him. Quote, that's not something I told him. I think the whole conversation with Aaron last season before he came back was that regardless, at the end of this past season, we'd sit down as a group. We would work it out one way or another. Interesting comments, uh, considering there were signs Roger was warming to the idea of sticking around. Additionally, ESPN's Diana Rossini saying Rogers is expected to inform Green Bay of his intention soon, whether that be to return, retire, or request relocation. As for Rogers' next team, you saw the odds there. The Packers do remain the odds-on favorite, but in, in the, maybe if he ships out, maybe if we got this Jimmy G situation, 49ers, who knows? Rossini did also say multiple teams have extended offers to the reigning MVP. We just don't know who they are. Another quarterback with even bigger question marks uh, about his future, Deshaun Watson. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio reports multiple teams are willing to trade for Watson even with the civil cases still pending. Watson faces both criminal and civil complaints, but his lawyer said that uh, he expects the grand jury to make a decision on the criminal charges by April 1. The level of those charges, felony or misdemeanor, would also be known at that time. So where will Watson play next? Your Washington Commanders, very in need of a quarterback. The plus 300 favorites, followed by the Bucks and Steelers. If A-Rod's out with the Packers, who knows? 
maybe 16 to 1. Long shot there. Number four on our list, the NBA finally back from All-Star break tonight with seven games on tap. Two of them particularly notable. Let's start with the Celtics and Nets. Celtics uh, bet up from six and a half to nine point favorites today. Total in this one bet up from 213 to 214 and a half. The Nets won their first meeting back in November. Celtics won two weeks ago, 126 to 91. Celts 9-1 straight up their last 10. Nets are 2-8 in that same time, but both wins come in their final three games leading into the break. Also on deck this evening, the Memphis Grizzlies, two-point favorites at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Total in that one, 240. Overs hit the last eight Grizzlies games, by the way. Memphis won two of the three matchups so far this season. They're also 8-2 straight up and against the number their last 10 prior to the break. Timberwolves, meanwhile, 7-3 straight up their last 10. Should be a fun one tonight. Last one here, the Boston Bruins get Brown. Brad Marchand back for his first game since serving a six-game suspension. When the Bees visit the Seattle Kraken later tonight, their first time in Seattle, Boston did stay above water during the time without him going 3-2-1, and one, um, which included, by the way, a monster 5-1 win over the Stanley Cup favorite Colorado Avalanche Monday. David Pasternak, two goals. Taylor Hall picked up three assists in the win. The Bruins... One of a few teams with a better record than at home. Likely a reason they're such a large road favorite here. Minus 215 against the struggling Kraken. Seattle's dropped five straight games and five of their last six at home. So, uh, interesting meeting here. Um, they also lost the first meeting with Boston at the start of the month, 3-2. Time now to welcome in our guy Dan Leach, as promised, host of the Detroit CityCast. Always brings the energy and gets me going. How are you, my friend? Stormles, fantastic. <laughs> it's always a pleasure and honor to see you. Great to see you as well. Um, I wanted to start this thing off talking a little bit of college hoops. I only have one college basketball bet in my pocket as of right now. I'm going to save that for later on in the show. So I need your help. I need you to give me some more action here. What's your favorite college hoops bet of the night? Well, let me give you two. I don't Ooh. just have one. Why give you one when I have two for twice the price? I'm going to start with a team that I actually used to call their games. I was their play-by-play announcer for years, uh, the Detroit Titans. And not a great team. They do have Antoine Davis, Mike Davis, the coach's son, who's one of the best scorers in college basketball. But they are 7-0 and at home. They have yet to lose it. Historic Cal at home, where at one point, Dick Vitale was patrolling the sidelines. Cleveland State, they're the, the best team in the Horizon League right now. They've taken that mantle over from Oakland U, my good friend, Coach uh, Greg Campy. And Cleveland State's, you know, the better team. But the Titans are catching a point and a half right now, and they have yet to lose at home. Give me the Detroit Titans. They will always remember the Titans, Stormy. I like the Titans tonight, plus one and a half. And before, I've got wait, 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 Dan, Dan, before you switch over to that second game, I will say, looking at their ATS record at home as well, 10-0-1 against the number, their last 11 on home court. So the betting side, not just the straight-up wins, but the betting side helps you in general a lot with that argument as well. Great Horizon League matchup. Is okay, it, now you can go to the next one. <laughs> no, I was going to say, this is why you and I, as a tandem, are unstoppable. I mean, you got the deep knowledge there. I got the play for you. It's all gravy. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Titans plus one and a half uh, at Callahan tonight. And those are some incredible against the spread numbers. There's something, even back, you know, years ago when I was, you know, still calling their games, they would be, uh, you know, outmatching against a team like Butler. Or, you know, I, I remember uh, Wichita State came in once. And they always just seemed to either cover or win games that they shouldn't at home. There's just something about that old building, that historic building at Callahan Hall. But I do have another one for you. I believe I've yet to give a losing total on this show, so I will toot my horn on that one. But I'm going to go to the Temple and Memphis game. You know, Memphis averaging over 70 points a game. Temple not far off. The total is 137.5, and, and I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you might get to, you know, close to 70-something 70, 70 points in the first half. So I like the over in Temple and Memphis 
at 137 and a half. Those are your two college basketball plays to add to what I'm sure is an incredible play that you have, Stormy. Oh, oh yes, incredible, as always. But no, I like your play there. I mean, both teams do tend to move quickly on offense. Plenty of second chance points with the high offensive rebounding rates. They also get to the foul line a lot. Both of them do. So it should be a pretty good game, yeah. Yeah, and I think both, listen, it's they're both the third in, in conference. It's a big game. I think both teams want to kind of, they like to run fast. And I think that if you have good pace early, it's going to keep it that way because it should be a back and forth game. Uh, so that's why I like that one tonight. I mean, there's a lot of games on the card tonight, but there wasn't a ton that I loved. Those are the two that I absolutely love tonight. So we talked the Horizon League. We talked the American Athletic Conference. Why not just throw in another random one? Let's go Ohio Valley real quickly. A battle of the best with number 19, Murray State. They're 26-2. and two. 16-0 in league play this year. Just a three-point home favorite, though, to Belmont, who's also statistically great. 24-5 and on the year, 10-3 and in the road. Belmont's won two of the last three head-to-head matchups, but Murray State dominated them on the road earlier this year by 22 points. I feel like this could be a really fun, obscure conference game to bet tonight. Well, listen, you got to love the Valley. I mean, it's uh, the Ohio Valley might not be a very popular conference, like overwhelming, like in the nation, but there's some great basketball there. And I'm all about the racers. They got a kid named KJ Williams averaging almost 18 points a game. He's their best shooter over, uh, you know, almost 55% from the floor. They got a great kid that can, you know, throw the ball around in Justice Hill. Uh, I think the racers are going to be a threat in the tournament. They're a team to look at as maybe a sweet 16, make a run type of team. Uh, you mentioned they've obviously been great in the, in the conference, uh, you know, 26 to two overall in their first in conference right now. But yeah, you look back at, at the game earlier this year and, you know, the, Murray State destroyed Belmont on the road, 82 to 60. This should be a good game tonight because Belmont obviously is, you know, a live dog as well. But I, I like I like Murray State. It's a low spread because Belmont's playing better. But I think Murray State is clearly the better team. And I really think that uh, KJ Williams has a big day tonight. And uh, give me the racers. They'll race towards the bank account for you. I was curious, though, if you thought maybe it could be a good revenge spot type of a game. It's just crazy when a team gets no. a dog, that, but it's just not worth it. Not Don't even put too much think, thought no, into it. Stormy, you bring up a great point. It's all about, I'm a big situational batter. You got to look at certain things. Like when Michigan was playing Purdue uh, a couple weeks ago, I gave that game out on, on this show with you. I, I just felt like it was the right spot for the Wolverines against a team that is clearly better than them. This would be a great spot for revenge, but I just think Murray State is too good at home. They already beat them by 22. I know the spread seems like it's too good to be true and it's you know too low, but I, I think that this is, it's, it's a revenge spot that won't be, taken by Belmont because Murray State's yeah. the better team. Well, that should be a good game, though. I mean, you got a top 20 team in Murray State. No doubt. And, I mean, as we are here with Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City cast, and you mentioned Michigan basketball. How about them getting the win over Rutgers the way that they did last night? I thought you were going to go with the Juwan Howard stuff, which I've been asked at nauseum. Well, I was trying to networks. avoid that. I mean, if you can go down the handshake line if you want, but I was just saying how impressed I'll you might be without him. I'll do it in a him. second. <laughs> yeah, listen. Phil Martelli, uh, you know, when Juwan Howard was first hired, it was no secret this guy would be able to recruit, unlike John Beeline. Not that John Beeline could recruit, but John Beeline would be like Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State in football. He would get the Le'Veon Bells, the Trey Burks, the two three-stars, and turn them into four five-stars. Juwan Howard was going to be able to get the top-level recruits, but could he coach? And the first thing he did was hire longtime St. Joseph's coach, Phil Martelli, who's, of course, in charge of the team right now while Juwan Howard's out. And to have that kind of a guy 
to steady his hand. I mean, Jawan Howard was a longtime assistant in the NBA with the Miami Heat, and of course was a long play, a long time player. That was a big deal. Martelli really righted the ship last night. It was a huge win against a very hot Rutgers team. And I'll tell you right now, the Wolverines can still make the tournament. I got some, I got some for you value-wise in the Wolverines too. We will revisit that after this break. Dan Leach is going to hang out with us a little bit longer. Don't go anywhere. We've got NBA coming up. We've got a little bit of NHL. And we will continue this Michigan conversation right here on My Guys in the Desert. This is Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Stormy Bon Antonio on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, DC, and Detroit. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of that handy-dandy Detroit CityCast, we have our guy Dan Leach on the program right now, host of the show. And Dan, before we get started here, is it Detroit or Detroit? What do you guys prefer? Well, first off, I, I just want to say all the CityCasts are great, but the Detroit, it's the Detroit CityCast award-winning, I'm just saying. Award-winning. Uh, but yes, True. Detroit, pe- people that say, no offense, and, and you're one of my favorite people ever, but anyone that says Detroit, I know they're not from there. It is definitely Detroit or Detroit because it's French. But no, it's definitely Detroit, not Detroit. Well, that's why I had to but check. But it is. It, I, I, I live say, here it is in Detroit the, okay. basketball. Okay. Detroit basketball. Okay. I was going to say, I live here in Nevada, born and raised here, and I get so irked when people say Nevada. So that's why I had to double check. Now I've got the lowdown. I won't mess it up again. But before the break, we were talking about Michigan basketball. You said that there was some value on the board. So we're going to make this our long shot spotlight. You give me whatever your long shot feel is for Michigan here, and I'll give you one I like as well in college hoops. Go. Love it. All right. So listen, you know, the Wolverines are still not in the tournament. I mean, Joe Leonardo, I know, has him as a last four in, but there's still a lot of work to, to be done. That win over Rutgers was huge. They still have three more home games straight in a row. Illinois, Michigan State, and the revenge. Talking about a revenge game. And Michigan State's playing terrible basketball right now. And Iowa. If they win one or two of those games and one game in the Big Ten tournament, I think they're going to get into the tournament. And I like to track kind of stats about where the money is going and the most wagered on teams and kind of match it up with what the, the odds are, what the public's doing. And at least, you know, at Bet Rivers, you know, you look at the most wagered on teams to make the final four by percentage. Gonzaga, it's a no-brainer. They're minus 114, no value. But they have 13.8% of the money, 9.3% of the tickets. Purdue, plus 250. Obviously, a really good team. has a great chance. Best team in the Big Ten to go to the final four. 7.9% of the, the money and 8.4% of the tickets. Number three, though. The Michigan Wolverines, 25 to 1, 7.5% of the money and 5.3% of the tickets. This is obviously, we have fun with these long shot plays, Stormy. It's not anything that's going to be easy to get done, but getting 25 to 1 for a team that is probably one of the most disappointing in college basketball, but still is a tremendous amount of talent. Houston with the huge game, the youngster last set against Rutgers, 100 tickets in a double double. Diabate, Eli Brooks. 
and Juwan Howard will be back for any kind of tournament run. So I have a, a nice size play on the Wolverines just to make the Final Four to win the, the title at like 70 to one, I'm not touching that. But if they get hot and kind of have this galvanizing feeling after the whole Juwan Howard thing, they're talented enough based on what bracket they get set up with to go on a run, make the Final Four, and get a nice little $100, $2,500 payout if you take them at 25 to 1. Well, I think what impressed me a lot against that Rutgers team was that they were without Diabate. They were without Terrence Williams as well, and they were still able to be as effective as they are. So, yeah, certainly see what they can do down the road. You mentioned what a long shot they are to win the NCAA tournament. I have one even longer. I bet the Arkansas Razorbacks 80 to 1 on BetMGM um, the other day to win the NCAA title. Nobody's given this team a chance because of a three-week stretch they had mid-season where they lost five of six games against, I'll say, largely inexcusable teams. But because Kentucky takes up most of the national oxygen when it comes to the SEC, Auburn gets what's left. The Hogs are getting ignored. Outside of that stretch, my man, Arkansas 21-1 and and most recently won straight up and covered 12 of their last 13 games, which included an upset of Auburn and three top 16 opponents. Hogs are playing lockdown D right now. I'm all in on the hogs for the longest of the long shots. What do you think? How about this? 15 and one at home. I love Notes averaging almost uh, you know 20 points a game, and Tony has played great for them as well. They're super well coached. Uh, Musselman's doing a great job. I think that that's a great play. And they're, are they? They're really 80 to one. I thought they were like 60 to one. Yeah, I got them 80 to one on Monday. They're still 70 to that's one great. on DraftKings right now. I saw. Um, but I was looking at their defensive efficiency number, number one in the country since January 12th, holding opponents from three 26 percent. I love it. Woo, Pig Suey. They made it to the Elite Eight last yeah. year. They rebuilt in a great way. I'm a big fan. I love the value there. You mentioned they beat Auburn. I know they lost to Bama by a point, but they've beaten good teams like Tennessee. They just beat Florida on the road by, uh, mm-hmm. by eight. Uh, this is a team that's, I think, what have they won? Like 10 of their last 12, something like that. They're really 12 hot. of 13. Yep, I'm, I'm a, I think my Michigan play is pretty solid, but that's even better. I like Arkansas at 80 to one. That's that's some solid stormy stuff. Let's get wild. Let's get Eric Musselman ripping off the shirt. Whatever we have to do, we have to do. Like right now, as we transition to some NBA talk, because the Detroit Pistons are in action tonight, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. First tip off of the evening, 4:10 Pacific, 7:10 Eastern. Who you got? Yeah, I'll be. By the way, I'll be out there with my dad. His first game in like two years on Saturday. Oh, we'll see awesome. see the Pistons play. He's excited about that. Yep, the dad's coming. My nephew or the O is, and my brother-in-law. So we'll have a lot of fun. A little nude start on Saturday. This has been an interesting game. As I've looked at it, obviously the last few days when the NBA was off and, and you had some look-ahead lines, I saw eight and a half and eights out there, and it's down to six. Uh, I know I'm looking at the Bet Rivers line right now. The Pistons plus six, minus 109. Cavaliers minus six, minus 112. I don't have. I have a lean on this game because the Pistons have played tough at home against the Cavaliers, but unfortunately the Pistons have been a better team on the road than they have been at home. But I think that the first game back, you know, Pistons are completely healthy. I know Frank Jackson's a game time decision. Other than that. Uh, you know, Kate and everyone else is there, Jeremy Grant. I think the Pistons are a decent lead tonight, plus the six. Obviously, I would like it better at eight, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Cavaliers clearly the better team and probably win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was a two, three, four-point win for Cleveland in the first game back for both teams. And of course, Cleveland just hosted the All-Star game, so I'm sure the Cavaliers players, aside from the ones in the skills competition, were partying a lot, might be a little tired. Pistons are ready to get a nice little second half going, the technical second half, if you will. So I have a small lead on the 
Pistons tonight. Not a, not a huge play, like a half unit play on Detroit plus six. And remember, I rarely have given out the Pistons at all on this show, on my show, because I just don't trust them. And this is not the year to really trust the Pistons. It's about the future. Uh, under Troy Weaver, the GM, and of course, Dwayne Casey and Cade Cunningham and others. But tonight, I do have a small lead on the Pistons, plus the six at LCA. Yeah, I know it's been tough sledding for your guys, but they did end uh, their last game before the All-Star break on a high note against the Celtics, ended that nine-game streak for them. So why not? Let's see what they can do in this one. Um, also tonight, the Bulls, um, they're on a five-game win streak of their own. Three-point favorites hosting the Atlanta Hawks. Total 240 looks like. Yeah, listen, I I uh, was I was off about my DeMar DeRozan 20 to 1 All-Star MVP play, MVP play uh, but I still love the guy that we've talked about it on this show before, his odds to win the MVP in the NBA, which I still love. And I think this Bulls team has got a real chance to make some hay in probably one of the greatest Eastern Conference playoff races or closest ones in recent memory. And I, yeah, I mean I love Trey Young. I love it, what Atlanta can bring to the table, but I like this at 3 right now, minus 3. And I, I'm gonna. I have a play on the Bulls tonight. I think the Bulls are gonna win this game by ten in the end. I think Trey Young and the, the Hawks will be in it for a while. But I, Chicago, you mentioned five in a row, and just the way they're able to play at the United Center. I like the Bulls. And for a Pistons fan, that's tough. But I like the Bulls tonight in the Windy City. After the game, we'll celebrate. Go to Wiener Circle, get some hot dogs. You got it. One of the more one of the more uh, notable games tonight on the slate. Nets hosting the Celtics as nine point home dogs. No KD, no Ben Simmons, no Kyrie because it's at Barclays still. Um, although ideally all three will be home soon. Anything you like in this game or even from a prop perspective? Yeah, listen, the, the game itself, I know that you mentioned earlier, it went from six to nine. I mean, I hate games like this where the spreads are just completely inflated. I mean, yeah, Boston could win by 20, but the, the Nets, even without their players, a lot of times you see teams kind of fight hard in those situations and cover spreads they shouldn't. So I don't have a play on the game, but I love Andre Drummond over 10 and a half rebounds. Of course, you know, no Kevin Durant, you know, no Simmons. Drummond's going to get some decent minutes. And when he was here, of course, in Detroit, he was a Rick Moore, the, the longtime bad boy and the Pistons color analyst, used to always say he walked out of bed with a, a double-double. Uh, you know, I think that happens tonight. I think Andre Drummond gets, uh, you know, over 10 and a half rebounds easy. So that's my play uh, on that game. Just a, a prop, Drummond, 10 and a half rebounds, take the over and cash that easy. Okay. I know every now and then you also dip your toe in the waters of the NHL. No Red Wings game on tap tonight, although they do have a gauntlet ahead. I was looking at their schedule a little dicey. Yeah. But was there anything on tonight's slate that intrigued you? Listen, I know you're the NHL, the NHL princess. I respect that. I mean, of course, I love the NHL. I'm here in Detroit, you know, four championships since the, the 90s. I was at a bunch of them and I've covered the team for a while. So I love hockey as well. But I just am not a big, the biggest hockey better until we get closer to playoff time. But I have been riding the wave, the Calgary Flames wave. They are going for 11 straight wins tonight. I have not lifted my head up since they were like, Five wins in a row. I'm not going to stop now. I know they're on the road at Vancouver, a little Western clash. Minus 162, yes. I looked at the puck line, made a small play, minus one and a half, plus 150. But I also have a decent-sized play on the Flames, minus the 162. So kind of like a, a little Asian line stuff where I have some money on the you know straight-up win, some money on the puck line. But I think Calgary gets 11 straight tonight against Vancouver on the road. They're just unbelievably hot right now. They're so hot, they're as hot as Hansel it's, in Zoolander. It's like they have flames or something. Okay, that's a bad dad something joke. Something like that. They're burning themselves <laughs> up. But I totally agree with you, absolutely. And I know Vancouver's looked improved, but we've been riding the Calgary wave so far. Why get off the train now until it stops? Love it. Thank you so much, Dan. As always, you're amazing.
Hey, always a pleasure and honor. I love you, Stormy. Dan Leach of the Detroit CityCast. See what I did there? I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And again, just a reminder to everybody, Nevada, not Nevada. Don't you do this to me. Coming up, my Thirsty Thursday College Hoops play of the evening. You won't want to miss it. And Steve Buchanan of DraftKings joins the show. We're talking a little MLB. Listen to my guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, it's America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And like we do every Thursday, I'm thirsty. So our college hoops play the day. Which college program are we partying with this evening? The dog or the fave? And for me, it is a Blue Raiders, Blue Gatorade, and Pop-Pop kind of evening. We are partying with the fave, the MTSU, Middle Tennessee State, Blue Raiders, minus six against Marshall tonight. The best covering team in NCAA Division I basketball, my friends. They are 20-7 and seven on the year, 19-5-1 against the number, a 79.2% covering clip, and I think they do it again at home. Only two of those no covers, by the way, were at home, where they were 12-and-a-half or higher favorites in both of them. Marshall, meanwhile, 1-6-1 ATS their last eight games. 1-6 ATS their last seven on the road against a team with a winning record. Middle Tennessee State has a six-game win streak where they're winning by an average of 11 points. And the Ken Palm adjusted efficiency margin is what's really standing out to me. Marshall, 236th in the country with a minus 5.96 rating this season. The Blue Raiders, 97th in the nation with a plus 742. The biggest difference here coming on the defensive side of the floor, the Thundering Herds allowed 76.5 points per game this year. Blue Raiders giving up just 61.5. Give me Middle Tennessee State and drink the vodka Gatorade with the people. Time to continue our fun as we bring in one of my favorite people on the program, Steve Buchanan. Give us our baseball fix while we await all of the action. Uh, Steve, I got to ask you, obviously you're an NFL and MLB analyst. We see you on MLB Network. You're on DraftKings all the time. When your sports aren't playing, what do you do? Yeah, you know, there's a few uh, pizza places in the area. Might see if they need uh, a new employee. Um, <laughs> crumble cookie. You know, we we like both crumble cookies. Maybe making cookies in a couple of weeks. It's starting to get to that point where I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> I love it. So I heard you were doing some darts, maybe. I know you love the dodgeball oh, game. Yeah. I thought maybe you were getting into the exotic sports market, potentially. Oh, look, you know, we're, we're a couple days away from having that be a realistic thing. So I might be out in your neck of the woods trying to reclaim my dodgeball career. Do it. Come join us. But no, um, hopefully, ideally, we do get baseball approaching soon. Can you give us any sort of an update, the latest that you've heard with the collective bargaining agreement so far? Yeah, it, it looks like another non-good uh, non news day. Uh, it looks like they uh, broke off talks early, uh, which is never a good sign. And, you know, we're basically coming to the point now where they said if they don't have an agreement by Monday, there is going to be games that are going to be canceled. And with the way the, uh, you know, talks have been going, 
doesn't exactly look good right now. So at least as it stands right now, I think we're looking at a, a shortened season. So how has that so far changed your perspective, your preparation going into the season? How will that affect those of us from a betting perspective? Because a 162 game season is very different when those numbers start to change. No, absolutely. And I, I think this actually, if we do end up getting a shortened season, it favors teams uh, that these younger teams, you know, teams that are in these rebuilding modes, like, you know, like the pirates, for example, are a really good example. That team is flush with youth. And if they're playing a full season, maybe they have to restrict some of these guys near the end of the year. Well, if they're not playing in April and May, you don't really have to restrict these guys now near the end of the season because those innings haven't happened at all. So this is an advantage for some of these younger teams if that shortened scenes happen. But let's be honest. We don't want the shortened season. We want the full shebang. Okay. So we want that, you know, we want those innings to be restricted at the end because that means we're playing a full season. We so, want it all. You know, but for some of right, we, we, you know, we don't want a half cake or anything like this. We want the whole thing. So, uh, but those are the teams that would definitely be uh, taking advantage of that type of situation. No doubt. And Steve, by the way, is going to come on with us regularly to help us preview each one of the divisions leading up to the MLB season. So today let's dive into the AL West. Angels, A's, Mariners, Rangers, Astros. Astros coming off, of course, a World Series appearance that was cut short due to the Atlanta Braves. But when you look at this division, who do you think is going to be the most well-equipped to handle a shortened season if it comes to that? Or who's the division winner? Obviously, the Astros the favorite. Now, you, you look at these odds here, and the Astros are, are pretty big favorites. I mean, quite frank, frankly, they're the second uh, biggest favorite out of all the divisions. And I'm saying, why? For what reason? Like that rotation that they they have right now. Obviously, Justin Verlander coming back for another year. He's the ace of the staff. But after that, it's a lot of question marks, especially with guys like Lance McCullers, who is already saying that he has forearm issues. He doesn't know if he's going to make it in the beginning of the season. I was all over the Mariners last year. They made it very interesting. They've already made a couple of splashes in the offseason before it was canceled. They brought in my guy, uh, Robbie Ray, to, to kind of man that staff there. And they are absolutely flushed with young talent in that farm system. They also have a ton of money to use in free agency once that restarts, hopefully this year for, you know, who knows mm -hmm. at this point. But at six to one, that feels like the team that could end up being the most competitive in that division. I love taking them at six to one. I think that's really strong odds for a team that is absolutely going to be in the mix all season long. Yeah, certainly good value there. I wonder if Mattress Mac actually placed a division bet on Houston and we just didn't hear about it yet. He kept it under the radar for a little while. I don't want anything to do with that guy. He's nothing but bad luck. He ruined the Bengals. I mean, I want nothing to do with Mattress Mac. He can stay away. You know, place it on the Astros. That'd be great. Okay, so you're obviously high on the Mariners within the division. Do you think that they have a chance when it comes to the whole shebang, or is there any team you think sets up nicely for a potential World Series run? Yeah, so the Astros have the third best odds. I don't think that they're going to make it there. I don't think we're going to see a World Series champion come out of the uh, of the AL West. I think there's just a lot of good teams, especially in the National League, that are going to be the contenders there. But out of this division, I think the Mariners do have a very good chance at coming out of the division. But I think that's where it ends there. The Chicago White Sox, and we'll talk about this when we get to the AL Central, to me feel like one of the most well-rounded teams. You know, like I mentioned, we'll talk about that more. But I don't see either uh, any of these teams coming out of the NOS and being in the World Series this year. Okay, good to know. Who is, are the Rangers really that bottom of the barrel? Is it really that big of a separation? 
So it's funny because they're the team that's actually probably made the most noise before free agency was shut down. They made some massive signings. They got John Gray. They brought in Corey Seager. They brought brought in Marcus Simeon. Like they've spent a boatload of money, but they're still ways and ways away. They have absolutely no pitching at all. So even though they've made the most noise, they are still ways, ways away from becoming competitive again. Okay. Well, let's talk about a little bit of these awards markets. You mentioned Robbie Ray already. Any legitimate shot? at the Cy Young this year? Look, I mean, he did something that, you know, none of us thought was possible that he could be this Cy Young guy because this is somebody that teams used to pick on. He would have such issues with walks and home runs, but he was able to kind of fix that, and he won the Cy Young last year. You know, I don't think that he's going to be able to repeat once again, but the odds are there because he is now a legit ace. If we if can keep those walks down, if he can keep those home runs down, the you know, AL West isn't exactly flushed with a lot of strong pitching options. He immediately kind of walks into that, and he's one of the top pitchers in that division. I have no problem putting a sprinkle on him because he is that guy that has that type of caliber to win the Cy Young again. But again, I don't think he's going to be the guy to do it. It was a great story last year. If you rode with me early last year, we got him at 80 to one odds to win the Cy Young. That was a nice payday there, but I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to win in back-to-back seasons. So that's why you got to listen to our guy, Steve. Is there a name that stands out to you right now? Uh, over in the NAL Central, Dylan Cease, I think, is actually a really strong option. You know, again, I don't want to get too much into right. the Central, but I think that's somebody that we can talk about there. But in the AL West, I don't think there's a lot of strong names that you can put in this contention. Okay, well, as we're talking about strong pitching arms, somebody who has that as well as a very strong bat as well, the reigning AL MVP, Shohei Otani, he is up there on the odds board again, plus 300 to repeat. I mean, it's incredible because he has such an advantage over everybody else because he's a legit two-way player. This is somebody who had more strikeouts as a pitcher than he did as a hitter. And then like over 40 home runs, like this guy does it all. It's absolutely incredible. So it's, you know, you can't say that he's not going to be in contention. But again, how many times do we see these type of players repeat in back-to-back years? If there's anybody that can do it, Otani is that guy because he's a two-way player. But again, look at some of the names that he's going to have to contend with, uh, especially in the AL West, you got his teammate, Mike Trout, Jordan Alvarez. If he can stay healthy, he is a legit 40 plus home run type guy. There's a lot of good names on the board there, but of course, Otani has to be considered the favorite in this division because he's that two way player. Well, and I know you love to talk fantasy as well. Otani and Mike Trout, who you draft in first. It, you got to go with Otani, I think, at this point. The, the the health concerns with Trout is legitimate. This is somebody who, you know, struggles to stay healthy. He is the complete all-around hitter. There's nothing you can take away from that. But with the dual threat you get from Otani, if you can get him like that, you got to take Otani. Really good stuff, as always, Steve. We appreciate you, and we will continue to go down the line with these divisions soon. Thanks, buddy. Of course. We'll talk to you later. And get all the crumble cookies that you can. That's Steve Buchanan of DraftKings. Covers the NFL and the MLB great. You can also catch him on MLB Network when the season gets going. So we'll stay in tune with him as much as possible ahead of the year to not only get up to date from a betting perspective, but see what's going on with the CBA agreement. When we come back, power plays and Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in studio.
to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You need more college basketball insight? Make sure to check out the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Our guy Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major and minor college basketball game on the upcoming schedule to find the best betting opportunities. Greg literally has an opinion on every single game of the season, and then on his podcast, he gives you unique insights, looks at the best betting opportunities. Download the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast now at vsin.com/podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, you can catch up on every vsin show as well, including this one, My Guys in the Desert. As we welcome you back in, wrapping things up. Up here live from downtown Las Vegas in Circus Sportsbook. And time real quickly for our NHL power plays of the night. I got a couple of them that I'm really high on tonight, especially the Calgary Flames money line. They are looking for their 11th straight win. They're the hottest team in the NHL right now, and I think they keep it rolling against Vancouver. I'm just betting the side in this one. And if you are looking for a little bit more value, the majority of their games during this win streak have come in regulation and have come by multiple goals. So if you're looking for puck line, a 60-minute line, that's there for you. The Flames have not given up more than two goals their last eight games and they actually started this win streak with a win over Vancouver holding them to just 15 shots and don't overthink it play I also like the Panthers and Blue Jackets to go over six and a half I see that line now at seven for most places I probably would still take it I just think a ton of goals are going to be scored here the overs hit in six of the Panthers last seven games eight of the last nine at home Columbus has been scoring a lot as well 18 goals over their current three game win streak let's do it and last one here, I'm also going against my better judgment in betting the Wild, plus 135. Um, I feel like every time I bet them or against them, they do me dirty, but I'm backing them tonight. Both teams have struggled. They're two of the best teams in the league, but they both dropped three of their last four games and given up a ton of goals in that time. Give me the over and give me the Wild. Uh, I think that they come out buzzing for an opponent that's easy to get up for. Time now to welcome in our guests of the hour. My favorite people here at Circa, the guys in charge, owner and CEO of this place, Derek Stevens, VP of Operation, and of course, host of Odds On here on VEASAN, Mike Palm. And I was, by the way, just while I'm, my mind is on hockey briefly, the Detroit team has a gauntlet ahead of them. I don't know if you've looked at their schedule, but they've got the Maple Leafs coming up, the Canes, a back-to-back with the Florida teams. It, like, stressed me out looking at the schedule. Yeah, Red Wings, uh, they've had some ups and downs throughout the year, but this looks like it's going to be the tough stretch for them right here. Yeah, tough one for sure. Are you by chance going to the Vegas Golden Knights game on Saturday, taking on the Avs? I am not going to be um, at that game. we got a big crew going, though, but I'm not going to. Stormy, okay. as you were going through your hockey you remember last week when when you went through and I was like, oh, my God, that's who we don't need. That's who we don't yeah. need. And I wanted to make sure I, <laughs> Let's was see where we're out, today. I was pulling up as you pulled this stuff out. Did you did you put out these uh, these selections? Did you tweet these out earlier? Or no, no, I haven't. Okay, so, so that's, yeah. that's first time. First that's new time. information. Yes. Okay, today was a little different. We didn't, okay. we didn't, we don't, we don't have any conflicts. The biggest decision that we have, uh, for those of you uh, – Cruising around the city right now, they're betting the Rangers tonight over the Capitals. So that's, that's the interesting. That's the number one. Um, uh, that's the number one decision we have. It, uh, they're betting the Rangers. So you didn't even have that up there. So I didn't. That's really interesting to me though, because I know the Rangers are really, really good at home, and Igor Shesterkin's been really good. But the Caps have like one of the best road records in the league, also. So interesting side by side. Give me the latest. What's going on here at Circa is basically like, is everything going toward preparations for March Madness or what else do you guys have going on right now? Well, with five basketball tournaments coming to town, yeah. uh, there's, you know, it, it starts up, I think around what, right around March 2nd or something like that. And, uh, and uh, it's all the, uh, all the tournaments in Vegas. And then, um, you know, you get up to selection Sunday and then boom, March Madness hits. It starts uh 
you know, effectively starts March 15th on that Tuesday. And, boy, the demand for this March Madness, no question, best best and biggest March Madness I think Vegas will have ever seen will be this year. What's this time of year like for you, Mike? Well, it's very busy. I mean, you come off a Super Bowl and you really don't have time to breathe. Yeah. Um, because, like Derek said, I mean, we get a lot of people come – Conference tournament weeks are becoming bigger and bigger, especially for real betters, How many, right? I mean, there's a number of them hosted here too. Yeah, the Orleans has it. Look, look, the 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 um, the WAC tournament's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Mexico State's good. They just played at Seattle. Seattle's at Utah Valley State tonight. I mean, um, the, there's some good teams in the WAC. You're going to have Gonzaga come in town again. The Mountain West is going to be crazy. UNLV the live dog. Anybody? Uh, UNLV. You know, if the things fall right. Mount West might get five teams in. They might. If UNLV, I don't know. That's a pretty good win. After SDSU lost to Boise, I personally was like, I don't know. They're narrowing the field now because they're just beating each other up. Yeah, I know. But they're still ranked, what, third in Ken Palm and defensive efficiency. Wyoming, big game tonight, Wyoming, Colorado State. It's a good league. Listen, the ACC is garbage. It's Duke and garbage. I'd much rather (laughs) see three, four, or five Mountain West teams in than six ACC teams. Derek, what's the uh, the handle like for college basketball now that we've gotten out of the NFL? Well, you know, now that after Super Bowl, you know, everybody thinks about, well, of course it's going to take off, and boy, did it ever. I mean, volume volume's been terrific. Uh, um, in some ways, you kind of like college basketball almost better because you get to play every day. So, I mean, the volume every day has been really amazing. How's it compared to NBA? Since I know a lot of people get involved in those games. Yeah, I mean, I think every book may be a little bit different. We're definitely, um, we're, we're definitely far more of a college basketball okay. book. It if seems you, like if you talk in terms of six-figure bets, we probably take ten times more on college basketball than on NBA games. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wanted to ask you about Michigan too because we had Dan Leach of the Detroit City Cast on earlier today, <laughs> and I know Michigan's a bubble team right now. They Why had the suspension the with their what if, coach. What if they won that they're on the bubble? Why are they even oh, close? Come on, <laughs> come on, now. Big wins, you know, when they when they pounded Purdue. And, the greatest thing ever is that Jawan Howard know. should be out, and maybe Phil Martelli has a little bit of kick in his step and wants to coach a few years. That'd yeah. be the greatest thing that could happen to Michigan. They got to run the table after the Iowa, <laughs> Iowa or the Wisconsin situation and all that. But uh, yeah, I think everybody wants Michigan in the tournament. Well, so he was betting that obviously, yeah, we know the, how the end of their schedule is: Illinois at rival Michigan against Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. It's a tough final couple of games here for them, but he bet them 25 to one to make the final four. So he doesn't just think they're going to get it. He thinks they're going to make a run. He's missing a few zeros on that bet. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think what, what do we have posted? We had, we had before the Wisconsin game posted, we had Michigan at a hundred to one. It's up from there right now. um, uh, After, after that bad, bad loss, but, uh, but um, you know, they, they, I think they're still very live. Who do you guys, I mean, I, I understand if you don't know off the top of your head, but, for college basketball, where's the most liability for the national championship right now? Well, we've had different runs. We had that spurt where we took a lot of it was Auburn, Auburn. I think we took we took some uh, Arkansas. Um, you did? It's, it's I bet not, Arkansas this week, not, eighty to one. Did really? Yeah. Nice win at Florida. Yeah. yeah. They're playing very They've well. They won and covered Muscle 12 man. of their last 13 Muscle games. Man. Underrated I love coach. The former Nevada <laughs> head coach ripping off his shirt. It's not. It's not Gonzaga though because. No. You know, you're never going to have a team that's that big of a favorite throughout the season become the biggest liability. What you're going to get is you're going to get a team that's at 50 to 1, 80 to 1 that gets hot, and then the early betters, early betters can make an impact. Similar to what happened with 
uh, Cincinnati Bengals for the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that that's why that, that stood out there, just because they were such long dogs earlier in the season. We're not going to want Arizona to win, though. I'll tell you that right now. The, Arizona will not be a good result for us. It's too close in proximity. We have a lot of people from Arizona come here. And look, if you, if you bet them early. We went to that game. Uh, you didn't go, Derek, but you had the tickets. Michigan-Arizona, the finals of that tournament mm-hmm. here at T-Mobile. Yeah. Michigan was ranked fourth. Arizona was unranked. I, I told him Arizona should be ranked fourth, and Michigan's not a f- top 40 team. And look at Arizona. They sit number two. They've been dominant. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they lost. They had a tough call on a technical in Knoxville when they came back from 20 down, and I thought they had the momentum in that game. And then they lost at UCLA Which in front a, of a, Yeah, that was, you a, know? that was a bad loss, but they yeah. rebounded the second yeah. meeting, and, right? And, and killed them, and mm-hmm. killed them at the McHale Center. So they're, they're, I mean, I think they're a Final Four team as well. Yeah, Mike, you um, when we had those tickets, uh, that was back in November when uh, when we had Michigan mm-hmm. here. You came back from that game, and you, you, you were talking about Arizona, Arizona coming so back good. from that game. Mm-hmm. And they were unranked to start the season, right? New yeah. coach. Came down from Gonzaga, but boy, they have a lot of talent. Tall, they can all jump, hit the boards. I, I, they're very dangerous. I saw. Also, you guys have some like college baseball odds out mm. too. Is that something that you're going to do regularly on like day to day games, or are you focusing more toward futures? What's your guys' mentality with college baseball? Definitely, definitely on futures. Um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, um, a fan of having college baseball futures out there, and. We're, we're going to try to start getting into booking uh, Friday nights. Um, I think Friday night starters are, are something pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, television is important, but we want we want to start booking Friday night college baseball uh, because it kind of sets you up for the uh, for the regional supers and uh, college world series. Stormy Derek Stevens said this several years ago, and I will never let him forget it. He said that Super Regional Weekend in college baseball will become as big as the opening weekend of March Madness in basketball. Do you really think that? Still? I believe that now. Now Mike is making a point. You remember he's also the guy that goes on follow the money's about no hyperbole, right? <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the the reality is, the reality is I do think I do think uh, um, you know that bounce around, and I do think the the super regionals are pretty spectacular for uh, for both betting and watching. And I think as television coverage gets better, I think I think college baseball could could blow up. It's going to take a little while. Yeah, you need TV and all that, but the but the sport is just amazing it's, to watch. It is. I 100% agree with you. I think that the College World Series was it was an event I covered for SEC Network um, a few years back, and it was maybe the coolest event that I've ever been to in person. It was so much fun. The games were so good. The teams were so good. Texas, your odds-on favorite here at Circa plus 625 in college baseball to win it all. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Stormy. Good see, to see you again next Thursday. That's gonna do it for my guys in the desert, Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up after this. This is Vicent, the Sports Betting Network.